Welcome back to Say Something Interesting. This is the podcast that really comes up with, I think, the most interesting things of your week. I don't, I, I'm not trying to speak ill of your life or speak down about uh, your your experiences, but hopefully this is part of the highlights, at least, of your week. My name's Brent, and I'm teaching pastor at East Lake Tri-Cities. With me, as always, is... Margo. Margo, and she is also, she's the Wear Love pastor here, and... Uh, we are excited to come together to follow up from Sunday's talk as well as just kind of ramble on about life and everything interesting. For some reason, you guys keep listening, and that's awesome. And we, you keep listening, we promise to keep doing these things and posting <laughs> these things and getting them out. We hope your Tuesday is going fantastic or whatever day that is that you finally get around to listening to this. Um, but uh, I don't know about you. Are you when like do you listen to your podcast the day they drop? Are you sometimes? Margaret? It yeah. depends on what my schedule's like. And then, you know, how narcissistic I'm feeling. And, you know, there's a bunch of factors that go into it. Yeah. At least, like, if there's something notable that I remember us talking about, like, I'll usually, like, fast forward to be like, okay, how did that actually How did it sound? translate out? Yeah. No, I'm talking not talking about this one because I listen to this one off and on. I don't listen to, to re-listen mm-hmm. to ours every week. Um, I, I should because it would bump up our stats a little bit more, but I don't. <laughs> but there are a couple. There's one specific one that I listen to the day it drops. The podcast. Yeah, on Wednesdays. Uh, it's That's just what I, I – it's part of my day. It's part of my afternoon. Usually we do like a family night at the gym because they have a – they have what, what do they call it? Sports camp for the kids, and so our kids love it. And so we just go to the gym, and I just pop on a treadmill, and boom, listen for forty-five minutes or whatever it is. And so I don't know, it's just just what I do. But it's life. Um, we continued our series called uh, Beginnings this week with part two, which always sounds funny to be like. We began continuing beginnings. Begin- yeah, continuing the beginnings uh, on this thing. A series about fresh starts and and new stuff and. Um, talked a little bit about Adam and Eve and the story there and really the the blame game that we oftentimes play and it's so revealed like, so early on. This is nothing new. Yeah. This and this, this really was, I almost made this the entire part of the series. I read a book um, over the holiday weekend. I mentioned it in one of the services, but then Second I, service for sure. Okay. I pulled it out. I didn't say it in first or third, um, but a, a book called The Rise and Fall of Adam and Eve by a guy named Stephen Greenblatt. Um, and it was one of those signed editions from Ooh. Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious because it's a like a theology professor so from Harvard. And so like there were plenty of them at Barnes and Noble. You know, all, like there was a book by Tom Hanks. That one was gone. Of course. Um, yeah. There was a book by uh, some basketball player. I can't even remember who it was. And that, that was gone. Like signed editions gone. Books by theology professors. Plenty of them in stock. <laughs> the only guy that gets fired up about that is me. And uh, honestly, it was because I almost bought the book in general. I, I had had it in my shopping cart on Amazon. Uh, and then I had, oh, then I, but I didn't get it. And then I showed up and, and it's uh, Barnes and Noble holiday weekend type thing. I, it was like every year around that time, they do like a 30 or 40% off one item if you check your email long enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, 40% off, does this include fine editions? Lo and behold, yes, it did. I got the book for the same price I would have paid for Amazon. Normally, they don't charge extra for signed. No, no, they don't. But I, I wasn't sure if like yeah. the coupon would work for it because sometimes like you know does not Excluding. apply to a book that you'll actually read or it does not apply to you know all these kind of limitations uh, on some things. And uh, but no, I got it. And um, have you ever gone to a book signing? Never. Total rabbit. Never have. So you're working I, in not, a bookstore. Well, no, okay, I've I, gotten to attend some. Yeah, I, I lied. I accidentally showed up. Chuck Palahniuk, who oh, cool. is from the Tri-Cities yeah. um, originally, lives in Portland now, wrote um, uh, Fight Club 
and uh, all Choking. kinds of, yeah, all, tons of tons of books. Every year around Christmas time, actually, I think it's Black Friday is when he comes in. Hmm. He comes to visit family gone. for Thanksgiving, and then he just shows up at Barnes and Noble, signs a bunch of books, and he was there. I just saw him the other day. I was we were just randomly shopping there. That's when I picked up this book, and uh, he was there signing books at the table. And um, there wasn't. There, I was towards the end of the afternoon. It was like eleven o'clock. I think it was like from eight to noon or eight to eleven. Maybe he was just finishing up, and there was like nobody in line. So we talked for like a little bit, and I just Ooh. it's kind of feels bad. You're like. You're just like kind of famous. Like I should. But like Tri Cities just doesn't know any better. Well, like, they, <laughs> but I've seen the line before. Like at eight, there was probably a line at the door. So pro tip: go towards the last hour that he's supposed to be there, and you'll just be able to walk up and talk to him. But very cool. Yeah. Only one I ever went to was from a New Hampshire celebrity, and not like like an Adam Sandler or anything like that. No, this is a man that is. Probably the unofficial mascot of New Hampshire. His name is, it's a great name. His name is Fritz Weatherby. Weatherby. Fritz, Sounds English. Is he English? Fritz Weatherby. No, he has the most wonderful New Hampshire accent I've ever heard in my life. And he does, at the end of the news, they have this thing called The Chronicle, which is like small town highlights. Like, check out this charity. Check out this fair that this little town does. And he always does a bit with like a funny piece of New England history. And when I say history, I mean like 17, 1800s. And he tells these fabulous stories. He has audiobooks and books. Just let me tell you the story on Chronicle. <laughs> so I did go to Fritz Weatherby signing. Nice. Highlight of my, my book life. Nice. <laughs> uh, it doesn't appeal to me. I don't think to go, even if I like really respected an author, I feel like I don't want to ruin the persona that I've met. Mm. I feel like they would be very interesting in real life. And I think that sometimes they were like, oh, no, I really I write well, but I don't I don't talk well. I'm not not like a personal. Maybe they are. Maybe maybe it'd be great. But I just don't want to ruin that. Well, for like me. a lot of them are like introverts and stuff like Super that. Super introverts. So. Yeah. Like you listen to podcasts from some of them and you're like, I'm, it's, it's so awkward hearing you. But um, but I so love your writing. I love I love what you do. But. I remember when Duck Dynasty was big. Yeah. We had the the shorter, chunkier. I can't see. I don't know who they are. Their names. But, like, one of the guys was there, like, one of the really popular ones. Yeah. And, like, I didn't go because... Probably Joe. I wasn't... Probably John. I wasn't really into it. Just picking names The guy out. with the the American flag bandana. Yeah. That one. He's, like, the successful brother. Yes, yes. Yes. But I don't know which one it is. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. So, like, he had a meet and greet at this event, and everyone was going to it, and I was like, eh, like... I'm good. And now, like, hearing some of their life choices, I'm, like, okay with that. But everyone said that he was so mean. Oh, really? And they're all, like, they put on, like, the Christian card a lot. And, like, to hear that, like, someone, some fan wanted, like, a hug or, like, a photo. He's like, I don't do touching. And it was just, like, lots of stuff. I was like, oh, gosh. So the dad came to my church. Or not my dad. So the dad the of Death Dynasty. Like the, the old, crazy Yeah, old, old guy, guy. Came Phil, to my dad's Phil, church. That's Phil, for sure, yeah. yeah. He came before the show. Like he, he was, he's been the duck commander for years. And so my, my dad's church has done like a wild game dinner and like, it's full of like hunters and that kind of thing. And so they brought Phil in before he was ever popular and Phil was great. He was like up there and he was like super nice. Crazy old coot. Yeah. Just like an old guy who's like, I don't know why you're interested in me, but I'm here, you know, I'll teach you how to do a duck call and I'll talk about Jesus and I'll do this and that. And. And uh, my dad said he, he was the same guy backstage as he was on the stage. He was just a legit dude. Uh, but again, that was before they got famous. Sometimes but I knew like some of my friends were super you, but... fans, and I could just tell that they were kind of crushed that 
he was kind of a butt in real life. Yeah. So uh, it's always a gamble. It's always a gamble. Yeah. Meeting the meeting the author, meeting the actor, meeting the celebrity. Yeah. So in this book that I that I did read, I, I brought it up for a small point. Um, it was called The Rise and Fall of Adam and Eve. And in it, he discusses kind of the history behind perceptions of the story. Because I, I mentioned in this, listen, I grew up in church like a lot of people here. You know, he's like, and so, yeah, Adam and Eve was just a factual, that's, this is how it happened. This is who they were. This is it. Ignoring yeah. the fact that parts of the Bible are written in like poetry form and stuff like that. And yeah, just... this just felt like narrative. And so it mm-hmm. felt like it was meant to be history. And um, and then I got exposed to, you know, the, the idea that it could be myth, not myth as in not real, but like a story that's- Like it, a teaching tool. People, right. And I've just decided a long time ago, like, I think I'm okay with either option. Like, don't try and pin me down on either one of these things. I can see the value in in this. And and so in this this- book, he goes through all of the different time periods in which like Jewish people took it as kind of an allegory. And then Augustine came in, St. Augustine in 400 AD came in and wrote an excursus on Adam and Eve and took it as kind of treated it as literal. Uh, and then so from that point on, then the church kind of took it as, all right, this is going to be literal. And then the enlightenment takes place and they're like, all right, maybe this breakdown of some stuff like we're trying to bring enlightenment of reason and truth to this. And truth is the wrong word because is this story true? Um, it speaks about the truth of human nature. So, yeah, it's very true. Like we all are. We all have a little bit of Adam and Eve in us. So the 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 idea of is it true is like asking the wrong question or the answer is always going to be yes, no matter on either side of these things. So um, it's just, it's just different. And in the end, at the end of the book, I didn't mention this on, on Sunday because just time wise, and it wasn't the point of the message, but um, he talks about how Darwin, uh, Charles Darwin, who wrote the, the books on evolution, the origin of, um, Species? What am, what's what's it called? I can't remember yeah, the specific right. name of the book, but we know, we all know we grew up, you know, knowing who he was, right? Um, very smart, very reason reasoned man, very scientific, whatever. Um, had that kind of a mindset, wanted to take something and break it down to its most, you know, atomic level and understand it at all different things. Why are these animals like this? Why don't when I travel to the Galapagos Islands do I see this specific beetle or this specific turtle in this way and what, it, what has changed in all this. Um, and it, it, it talks about how in some of his letters towards the end of his life, he writes to a friend and says, um, I've been a- unable to enjoy Shakespeare the, the same way that I did when I was, when I was younger because I want to break it down and be like, but King Lear didn't actually happen. Yeah. And he's like, and it's, it's become dull and uninformative to me because I've spent so much of my life breaking things down into their scientific beginnings. And he's like, and I've almost lost a sense of happiness about reading King Lear or um, name some others. I can't remember any other, uh, the other ones. Shakespeare, Venice, was, yeah. Like Juliet. all of those things. He's like, it's, it's kind of had, I've seen the effect that it's had on me. And so at the end of this book, this Greenblatt uh, guy says, um, whether or not you believe in it or not, there's there's a sense of wonder, a sense of happiness, a sense of fulfillment we can come from reading something and having it speak to us in a way that um, we can sidestep the, did it, is that real or is this, um, did this factually occur or does this just mean something is to it a, Is it a... 
Is it a truthful story or is it a story of truth? Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyways, that, that was just an insightful, uh, I don't know that I would recommend the book to everybody. It's a thick read and it's, there were definitely some slow parts and I enjoy theology books and I was like slogging through, partly because I needed to try and hit my Goodreads uh, mark of 52 bucks in a year. I was like, oh, I got I to gotta push through. I got to get this. I can't leave this un- unchecked. Um, and then partly, uh, you know, just time-wise and there's there there are far easier things to read but it was a great insightful book in that way but um yeah so that was that was part of it and And you find that though like i find that there's a like i have a small group of friends and you can definitely see it on their facebook that they're so they spend so much of their time just wanting to tear down things and show like whether it's the idea of having a religion or even like, oh, I really love this actor, and they'll post like, oh, the scandal with this and this, or like, they just spend so much time finding the faults and finding, you know, what they would say is inconsistencies and just making things so base and like they just they're at, they're on this truth journey that actually just leads them to be like kind of miserable yeah. people. Okay, and I think everyone knows one or two folks in their lives that are like, oh, I'm seeking truth, and it's like you're just unhappy about everything right Right. yeah oh man this is so tempting i was trying to save what i want to talk about for my something interesting for the back end but this plays such a big piece of it right now i think i've got to like screw with our format for our podcast and just go with it so if someone is fast forwarded to the end to hear brent say something interesting you're missing it you should do that anyways man this is all good (laughs) don't do that so my wife and i went and saw the greatest showman this week with uh, a friend of ours and we knew it was musical the podcast the the podcast that i listen to on a weekly basis um the guy on it Knox mccoy did not like it was like don't sing to me every single time hugh jack wagon <laughs> is what he calls hugh jackman right and so i was like oh i thought i would really like this when i first saw the previews and then honestly it came out and it said it was pg and i was like i don't know if Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like that because it that almost feels like you played it too safe a little bit. Like, like oh, it's so cutesy. And- yeah. Like, oh, this is a cute family one. All right. Whatever. Right. And, and I'm not like, let's just throw dirt in for dirty sake. Right. I just thought they're not going to be like, able to address themes. This is going to be a Disney be- Channel musical. Yes. Not a, like, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Disney Channel musical. We're like, oh my gosh. So I went into it and, and he gave it a terrible review. He did not like it. And I went into it with kind of like mediocre expectations coming from lower, from higher ones previously. And Kylie and I walked out of the theater and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the show. Now, to be fair, some of our favorite movies are movies that incorporate singing. I'm not really a theater guy, not per se. Like, I don't like go to New York for the theater. If I'm in there and I'm not doing anything, I would love to go see some of those things, but that's not like, I don't collect playbills at home. Okay. Um, Yeah, not a driving force. Uh, So, but our, some of our favorite shows, uh, Moulin Rouge, lots of singing, Um, Les Mis, but the story and the singing, the the singing's 
okay in it, but the story is just so freaking good. I mean, Victor Hugo, all that kind of stuff is, is fantastic. We liked Australia. There's a lot of singing yeah. in Australia. Um, so pretty much anything Baz Luhrmann is... <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, we, we, and we love, I mean, uh, we love Greek Gatsby, but there's no there's no singing in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, not just that. Like Across I, the Universe, do you like that one? Uh, so that was an interesting one for me because it kind of went a little bit nutty. Like it was a little bit too extreme. Like, like that's the one on Beatles. If you the, guys, it's the one familiar. on Beatles. The mu- some of the music was great, but do you remember watching Dumbo as a kid, thinking like this that is an circus, acid trip? <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt like with Across the Universe. But I was at the like, same time, you like, get so lost, and you try and be super artistic, and then you try and draw this conclusion. You're like, I don't know that you really got there. I think you closed it up well. But, like, you didn't have a lot of material beforehand to do it. But it felt like a biography because biographies don't always have this, like, rise and falling action. Sometimes it gets weird. Sometimes there are moments of tension. Yeah. But they're not laid out like a movie where it's, like, we have all this stuff leading up to this big moment. And then the big moment happens and then there's resolution. Yeah. So, to me, if you look at Across the Universe, it's kind of like a – not that it's – based on one person's life but like more like this is a person's journey and no it's not gonna feel the same like comfortable flow as a regular movie i think it makes a little more sense that yeah i i feel like when i watched across the universe it sounded like i went to a church okay so this is my this is my life right i go to a church and i heard a pastor with a really great really great conclusion story like a really great resolution story but they just mailed it in for the whole like first twenty minutes of the message. That's what it felt like to me. Um, so, anyways, uh, loved the Greatest Showman, and the soundtrack's been phenomenal. I, I'd heard the soundtrack was really great. I listened to it prior to the movie, and it didn't quite click. But now that you've once you've seen it, then you're like, okay, these are really good. Kylie and I've been listening to those like crazy lately. Um, so it is definitely my something interesting for the week. However, I say all that because. There have been, you know, things that come out and everybody wants to break down. <laughs> Nobody can just enjoy anything anymore. It's always like, well, you know that P.T. Barnum was racist, right? And you're like, I think a lot of people were when yeah. he was around. <laughs> like, are we taking these current standards? And, and, and so well, you got like PETA picketing the the event. Yeah. And, and, and you're you're so you're like, oh, man, I definitely I don't agree with I mean, I just read a Smithsonian article on P.T. Barnum and what he some of the things that he did that were dark that definitely got left out of the movie, because if that did not, it would not be PG. It would be. I think it's just really hard to celebrate someone fully because someone can do amazing things. But if yeah. they do one or two things that are just really not great, then like it. It makes you feel like you can't celebrate the things that they did that so were So that's remarkable. my question to you. Can you celebrate the movie while uh, well, understanding that P.T. Barnum in real life was a jack wagon? I will respond in a very relevant way. Okay. I am a Patriots fan. <laughs> okay. And I don't appreciate the decisions that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady made. And I recognize that those were mistakes, and I'm frustrated with them. But, like, that's still the team that I grew up with. And, I mean, it's one of those things being like, well, I'm not perfect. And if a movie ever got made so about my life. So you're willing to overlook a little bit of that mm, for the sake of the whole. I think it can take the shine off. Like, okay. I'm not a Patriots fan that's like, 
in a super happy place, despite the fact that, yes, we're winning a lot because our reputation has been tarnished by poor choices. So after like, poor choice, after poor choice, I feel like it, it, remo- <laughs> it removes a lot of the enjoyment, but it's still something like they are a good team. They just make crappy choices. I'll so, tell you what I couldn't stand over the weekend oh was boy. everybody just going, oh, Tom playing with stitches in his hand. Good God almighty. What a hero. What an absolute hero. He's, I didn't hear that once. Uh, are you kidding me? No. Oh, Tony didn't Romo that we was watched... falling over sideways for Tom Brady. Well, Everybody we didn't have was. sound on the TV, if you recall, so I guess that probably saved me from some of the commentary. <laughs> oh, dude, it was atrocious. It got so bad, even after the game in the post-game interview. Bill Belichick, who is actually growing on me, looked at, every, looked at this reporter who asked him, and they go, how did Tom do it? How did Tom... Terrific Bill Belichick Tom. is not in love with Tom Brady. That's no. what I love How about How did that. terrific Tom do it with all of those stitches in his hand? And Belichick in his little... <laughs> says, well, it wasn't like he had open heart surgery or anything like that. <laughs> I love... Said I love that to the reporter. Freaking... I, you know what? My respect for Bill Belichick grew in that moment. Do your job. Like, call it. Yeah, exactly. You know what? He did his job. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he could have played the piece, you know, the political piece of yeah, he's just a he's, he's just a hero, and he's a no. what a warrior. That guy's a warrior. Uh, no, and he didn't. He said, "Well, it's not open heart surgery." Grumble, grumble, grumble. So, <laughs> tying it all back in to uh, yeah. greatest where, showman. Where did we go? <laughs> I think like you can appreciate the accomplishments and the innovations that he he did, um, and appreciate them for the standalone things that they are, but like. You can celebrate someone's specific accomplishments without maybe like edifying who they are entirely. Like I feel like I'm more celebrating, which is ironic that the title is called the greatest showman, the greatest. The greatest. <laughs> but I see. I feel like I'm I am celebrating the beauty produced by the director of the show mm-hmm. and Hugh Jackman's portrayal of the story and Zac Efron and all those people in it. I th- I thought the show was amazing. I didn't walk out and go. P.T. Barnum is a hero. I will name my yeah. kids P.T., and I cannot wait to read a biography of him. I, I, I genuinely did look on Amazon, as I usually do, when something like that interests me, and I feel like, oh, I don't know enough about that to be able to, you know, maybe I could pick up a book or an autobiography of, of this person and learn more about them. Um, I did not purchase one of those books, but uh, I was intrigued in that way. But I, I don't think – I walked away going – Listen, you, you, it feels like you people on Reddit or Twitter are just, just don't want anybody to be happy. I want to take your happiness and I want to squelch it with a little dose of reality. I mean, if something is ser- <laughs> like, if this is like, a modern oh. day person, like a politician or something yeah. like that, I give like a lot more grace because if they're doing something that is seriously like you, you cannot overlook it. You cannot just be like, well, he does a bunch of other really great things. Like Got that it. is completely different. Oh, than- really? Okay. To me, that's completely, completely different. different than a celebrity or something like that. Because this person, their moral character and the decisions that they've made plays into, like, they're elected by the public to fulfill certain responsibilities. And if there's issues going on, then I'm like, well, we should talk about this. So, yeah. So that's in the area of politics. I just, it's so funny. When I it mean, comes like- to entertainment, like, that's... Like, maybe I wouldn't vote for a statue to be built in his hometown, like, if I knew all of these complicated factors, yeah. but it's a movie. Like, I don't, it's a movie. Like, yeah. what are you? <laughs> yeah. 
Watch the movie. I mean, it's so tricky, man. It's such a mess. Like, I, I get it. I understand. I also understand the grace of nobody's perfect. And, and uh, you know, um, you just... <laughs> it is it is partly our celebrity-driven culture. We, we love to prop people into celebrity status. And we love scandal. And we worship celebrity status. You know what I mean? And we, yeah, and we love scandal, too. Um, but it is what we think about and what we celebrate. And so, therefore, if we celebrate a celebrity-driven culture, we should not be surprised when there, when we realize there's a human side of them that we may not agree with politically, or morally, ethically, whatever. Um, and it, but it is funny which ones we choose to ignore, and which ones are deal breakers for us in terms of. <laughs> okay, this is gonna t- all of the rabbit trails. I remember I was watching because they're making a documentary on Mister Rogers. And all I could think of watching this, because I love Mr. Rogers, is oh. I was like, please, Lord Don't in heaven, ruin Fred do Rogers. not let anything come up about right. Fred Rogers. I know why he I wore the sweater. Be... He had tattoos all over his yeah. arms. He's a Vietnam War vet. I get it. But don't ruin it for me. Like, if I, if any story comes out that he was this dishonorable person or something, like, it would, it would really hurt me. Yeah. Whereas other celebrities, I'm like, eh, like, I don't, like, of course you're a pig. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, it doesn't bother me, so. Yeah, in my world. And that just shows that, like, obviously I can be super swayed by, like, denial. <laughs> yeah. Like, not that he's done anything, but, like, I would not want to believe it. So in my vocation, my line of work, right, pastoral ministry, like, there are pastors who I respect and have earned what... Maxwell would call level five leadership, which is like a personhood level, right? So not only are they great leaders, but just everything about them is level five. And I know that in our world, <laughs> there are moral failures of all kinds and pastors are not exempt from that. And so it's like this reality check, like, oh man, somebody who was supposed to be, have all of their ducks in a row has now, it now comes out, he or she was doing this behind the scenes and nobody knew about it, even their spouse, blah, 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 blah. Um, it, it has not happened to me at a level five leadership level that somebody, that, that news has come out and it's like, oh my gosh, did you hear so-and-so, this happened, right? Um, and for me being like, okay, my whole world is upside down. Um, there have been people that I would never have suspected it, but for me, they were probably like level three leaders or level four leaders um, where you can go, um, you can say, well, yeah, I mean, I, wow, I never expected it, but the human heart is incredibly deceitful. And so I, I can give grace for it. I don't know. There, I, I don't have that many level five leaders where I'd be like, there's just, I mean, I'm pushing me, all my chips Fred in. Fred Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you just said, like for Fred Rogers, like if that happened, I'd be I don't know what I'd do. Yeah. Like I would begin to question the moral ground, the standing that I'm, that I'm, or the ground that I'm even standing on. Right. Um, I probably got maybe four or five of those guys in mind. And as I, as I'm talking about this right now and none of them have come out, but again, if you had said, did you see the news? And I pulled up on Facebook and I saw that so-and-so cheated on his wife or stealing did money this, or, stealing yeah. money is now out of a job. I, I mean, there would be a few people where I'd be like, I need to close my laptop. I need to go home for the day. And I, I just, I need to have a conversation with Kylie and just be like, what's going on? You know what I mean? 
Um, so I, I get it. That's that's definitely different, different and difficult. But how did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where we're at anymore. That rabbit trail was more like a mule deer path down to the Mississippi River. We've just oh, wandered. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I already let out the cat out of the bag with my something interesting. You've got something interesting. Why don't we just dive into that? Would that be all right? We'll yeah. Just move on to that, we're and good. hopefully. Hopefully people got something out of what we talked about for the first 27 minutes. So uh, in case one of your New Year's resolution was to be on your phone more, because I know. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, right? Yeah, this has not helped me, by the way. Sorry. Uh, There is an awesome app out there called HQ, like the letters HQ, like headquarters, HQ. And uh, it's fun. This sounds like an ad. We are not paid to say this. Uh, It is free. Totally free. There's not even ads. Like, I don't, I am still like kind of suspicious like how do they they get the money to give away but it's it's a game it's a trivia game they're fun silly questions so even if you're not like you don't consider yourself this giant intellectual you can still have fun and learn interesting silly facts um but you just log in and you play and if you make it through all 12 questions i think it's about a four or five minute game uh, then you win a chunk. You you all everyone that makes it to the final round shares the jackpot, and it goes into your PayPal account, so it's secure. And but it's fun. It's fun because it's live, so it's not like you're constantly playing on it twice a day. Yep. Uh, for West Coast folks, it's noon and six p.m. You it will send you a little notification. Hop on. There's a bunch of people joining, and you just play against other people across the world. And I don't know. So Margo told me about this last week. And I was like, I was super skeptical um, because there's no such thing as a free lunch in this world, right? It really is. And, it, <laughs> and uh, but I do like trivia. I mean, mm-hmm. we love like Geeks Who Drink. And it's stuff. so short. So it's, you don't feel like you're it constantly is. on your phone. No. You can't cheat because you get like four or five seconds. I to thought you could. I was like, how can you do trivia in a world today where you could just Google something so fast, but you literally don't have any time to think through this or type out amphibian, what kind of amphibian grows on, you know, or lives it's on multiple choice of three different options, three options. And the first four or five questions are usually like, want, want easy, dumb. How do people get out of it? Uh, but it, what I love is the guy's filming it live. So he's on a green screen. He's kind of cheesy, but when he says he'll do a question and then he'll say like, well, we still have 500,000 people. It looks like a hundred thousand people guessed this question. Like one of them was, what is the statue of Liberty holding in her right hand? And there was something like 10,000 people voted corn dog. And I was like, <laughs> I think it's just people being stupid, which is not like, but it it's not funny. Them. Yeah. It, it doesn't benefit them because it's not like, Haha, look at, at, you know, corn dog one, two, three, they picked corn dog. How ironic. Like you don't see who's out or who's in. Um, One of the amusing things was someone. If you make it to the final round, they'll like show that list of names, and one of the names and it includes your profile picture if you choose to upload one was like Barack Obama, and it was a picture of him. So I'm like, someone probably made a fake account, but it's just kind of entertaining to me to think of. It was on. It was trending on Twitter. Did Obama win twenty one dollars last night on HQ <laughs> trivia? Is this real? You know, it was. It was pretty funny. I watched but that like, too. I like to think that we live in a world where Obama's just chilling in his post-presidential days, <laughs> scratching his dog on the head and playing some and HQ. playing some HQ trivia with me. I'd like to think like Bush is out there too on his ranch, like trying to 
They do it twice sure. a day. The the, mm-hmm. uh, the noon one uh, has had like I don't know somewhere between five and six hundred thousand follower people. I'm sure the more the word gets out, the higher those numbers that's will be. The, that's the one thing I was gonna, about to bring up is because the evening one went over a million the other night when I was playing. The first time and I, I played, was it like, was over a million. I was like, ooh, that's a lot of people. We're splitting this two thousand dollars. <laughs> you win twelve pennies. You know what I mean? Normally the jackpot's two thousand, but certain times they'll jack it up. Last to... night was a fifteen thousand dollar, fifteen questions. $15,000. How much did the bought. winners win? Did you see? I have see? no idea. No. It was not six. And so they send you like a little reminder at 557. We're about to play. And I was like, well, we're about to have church because we have these like <laughs> nights. And I was like, do I delay the talk and just figure out this trivia? Because usually I'm out by the fourth or fifth question anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> you see Brent's on his phone up there. He's not going over his notes. He's just trying I'm to win that trivia. 17 bucks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm all of a sudden preaching for my iPad again in uh Swipe into this to the left of this game. So, would recommend? Oh, highly recommend. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's super fun. Like, get your family, in especially on it, if you have a lunch hour where, um, like you're like it's consistently you're off at noon and you've got a few minutes to spare, and uh, you're just kind of eating your just peanut go to butter your and jelly. Anyways. Bathroom break, right? Sit in the stall, break, play whatever. some HQ. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was great. It took me a while to figure out how to get the uh, um, notifications back on my phone. I don't like to do notifications. I usually turn them but all off. But it literally off. just only tells you like right before it starts yes. two times a day. I thought it would be like, you know, hey, don't forget this and buy this thing. And so I was like, yeah, I don't like notifications. But this one was just, we're about to play. Are you in? And then I, I get on and have done so it play. a couple times. So and play. play. And um, you mentioned that, that we don't get any personal benefit. <laughs> However, if you use our referral code, we get like these extra lives or something like that. Yeah. So, so if you get knocked out, you get the life will, and you can't choose when you use it. It automatically will use your lives. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I, I haven't gotten a, a free life yet. I haven't told any friends about it. I was waiting for this. So creep on our Facebook. Maybe we'll put it East Lake talk space. <laughs> Copies on us if you win trivia. Yeah. Come play with us and, uh, share some money with us. And if you win, um, then definitely. If anything, I'll probably be using that game to find something interesting because they do have some interesting facts on there. They do. Absolutely. Yeah. So (laughs) anyways, hey, um, next week is part three of our beginning series. We'd love to have you back out if you're free on Sunday. We have some options for you, 9, 30, 11 or 6 p.m. Come out to either one of those as we continue our series together and we'll talk about more of it um, in this Say Something Interesting podcast. Thanks for taking time out of a busy day and being here with us however you found us we're glad you did you can find us on the social world at i'm at brent johnson j-o-h-n-s-e-n margo is at adventures in caffeine and uh that's it have a great week guys see you later